0: Well, good morning. We're going to look at Psalm 23 today. Often considered the most loved chapter in the in the Old Testament, it is uh, endearing to almost every circumstance of life. Uh, little kindergarten kids have memorized Psalm 23, and it is often quoted at funerals, from cradle to grave. Psalm 23 gives us comfort that's timeless and assurance that is endless. It's a powerful song. Uh, a, a soldier can recite it in combat and in a 4th of July parade. It's, it, a person is seeking assurance and security from the presence of God in their life. In times of great and at times of sorrow, when you're uh, strapped to a bed of pain, when you know, you're, you're running a victory lap. This psalm has tremendous depth and strength. It is called the Psalm of the Shepherd. We're going to read this together. Uh, Put it on the screens, and we'll read this out loud together, if you would. That first word there is Yahweh. It's his formal name. So let's read it. Yahweh is my shepherd; I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. This is written by David, the great shepherd. And what's interesting is this is from the perspective of the sheep. This is a sheep talking to you and I about the great shepherd. You and I, we're sheep. Uh, Philip Keller wrote a a great book. If you want to truly understand this this, uh, chapter because we don't know much about shepherding, then the book is called A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23. He was a shepherd growing up as a young boy, and then he ended up becoming a rancher and overseeing a great deal of sheep himself, And, and here's one of the things that he would tell you about sheep. They cannot be left to themselves. They're not very good at living they are all but entirely uh, helpless. They are extremely vulnerable. They're they're defenseless. They they uh, shepherding sheep is like no other livestock in that you have to have meticulous concern about every aspect of their lives. There's this endless sense of attention that you have to bring to this sheep. You look at other animals, and they're equipped with some kind of defense systems, right? They'll have sharp claws or sharp teeth. They'll, some of them are quick. Some animals have uh, heightened, sense, heightened senses like smell or sight or hearing, something like that. Some can hide and just be out of sight. Some are very Strong. Sheep? Nothing. They, I mean, and we are sheep. They are awkward. They are weak. They are ignorant. They have these tiny little hoofs that aren't good for much uh, attached to very stiff shoulders that don't have a lot of flexibility. They are pitifully slow. When they run, they're, they're just waddling, really, right? They're just, and then, and then um, they can't even growl right? This is them mad or trying to defend themselves. They go, bah. That's all they have. And you know what that means to other animals? It's saying, I am food. That's what ba means. And the only thing they're good at is being afraid. And rightfully so, by the way. I mean, you look at their inventory of defense. Yeah, they're afraid all the time, in all circumstances. And so they adapt. They maladapt to this fear, and so one of the ways they express their fear is by uh, staying in herds together. They, they, they blindly follow who's ever in front of them. They think maybe there's safety in, in numbers or whatever, but no one's, no one's thinking. Everyone's just feeling fear all the time, and that's all it takes is, is a, a jackrabbit in some bush, and it, it, I don't know, he steps on a, a leaf, and one starts running, and then they will all run. It's a herd mentality, right? And that's what they do for safety. A few years ago in Turkey, 1,500, 1, sheep ran off a cliff because the first one did. And the shepherds just stood there and watched. They couldn't stop it. 1,500 sheep fly off a cliff. 450 died because the 450 at the bottom served as a giant pillow for the other 1,100. And they, this is a true story. They just kind of fell onto the, the pillow and, and lived... For another day. No smarter, mind you, okay? The other way they express their fear is by being a bully, and sometimes they will, they will push others around and try to control what little, you know, they, things they can. They to try to be independent. They try to break away from the herd, and they're not very good at living in that context, and they wander off. And the, the point is, I think, honestly, I honestly think this. I think the, the reason God would design an animal so fragile Right, and so afraid is so that you and I could learn how to live by faith without fear. It's, it's, honestly, it's the only way I can imagine that it, this animal was designed, and then the animal has lived this long. Is so that because we are like sheep, and God is like, look, you're just like sheep. You guys are helpless and and alone, and feeling alone in a very hostile world. And what do you guys do? You guys Back together in herds. And one guy runs off a cliff and 1500 are right behind him. Some of you guys try to show your fear by being bravado, right? I'm going to be independent. I'm going to take control. I'm going to be in charge. Really in charge? You're a sheep. And so I think the reason there are shepherds and our reason there's sheep is so that God can teach you and I how to live by faith, right? Without fear. I mean, it makes sense that a a sheep would be afraid. That's what they, that's an, that makes perfect sense. It's logical. That's what they do well. But he's saying, no, 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 listen. What if you had faith not in your sheepness, but rather in your shepherd? That's how you live by, by faith, without, without fear. You, can, you, don't, you don't focus on your inabilities, but you focus rather on the power of the presence of the shepherd. I fear no evil, for Yahweh is with me. The whole point of Psalm 23 is that you are to remember this, that I am safe because Yahweh is my shepherd, and the good shepherd is powerful and he's present. That's the lesson of Psalm 23. The the good shepherd is powerful. If you read verse 4, it says, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. David knows as a shepherd, as a sheep, Comfort comes when your shepherd is well-equipped, when he is armed, when he is carrying these tools of the trade. The rod, I have one right here, the rod, a couple feet long, it is a weapon. It is carried in their, right, in their belt, and if a wolf would come and attack the herd, he could crush the skull with the tip of this. They, from a distance, the shepherds were skilled to be able to throw these 10, 20 yards over the herd, right, into the throat of a mountain lion. But they're not just used for for defending attackers. It's also used for discipline. When these rowdy sheep would be bullying one another or, or maybe going off to eat some poisonous bush or something, they could hit that sheep with a, in the hip or something like that to wake it up, cause it to look up. This is actually... Our executive pastor's Ray Anderson's rod. And if you ever meet with him and he has this in his lap, okay, you should be warned. He is prepared. The other thing they have is the staff, right? This is, everyone knows a shepherd's staff. It is the icon of what it means to be a shepherd. It is the only profession that has such a tool, right? You don't see cattlemen carry something like this or horse or hogs. This is something that shows, while the rod is, is the symbol of power, this is the symbol of compassion, of care and concern for the sheep. And the reason this sheep has great sense of comfort is because this, his great shepherd car- carries this. He can, he can pull them out of a thicket. He can separate a couple sheep with this from a distance. He can pick them up out of a hole. The sheep are not afraid because their great shepherd is powerful. I am not afraid. I am safe because Yahweh is my shepherd. He is powerful and he is present. The shepherd is always present. I fear no evil, for you are with me, it says. The shepherd lives with the sheep, has to be with the sheep all the time. The shepherd plays every possible role, wears all the hats. He is the sheep's doctor. The guide, the defender, right, counselor, everything. And, and he can't, he has to love the sheep. There's, there's no limit to what he will do to provide for the sheep, to find a, a healthy place to graze, to find some fresh water that's good and clean for them. There's nothing, there's no sacrifice the good shepherd wouldn't be willing to take to defend his sheep, to care for his sheep. To free them from their illnesses. If a sheep were to talk to us today, they would say this to the shepherd, don't leave me, don't leave me alone, don't leave us alone. We cannot be trusted by ourselves. We'll hurt ourselves, we will hurt each other, we're just sheep. And I mean, let me just, you have to know a shepherd to appreciate the vulnerability and kind of the, the dumbness of sheep. Here's, here's, a, here's a thing that, they, that can happen, okay? If, if a sheep were to lay down somewhere, and sometimes, you know, uh, on, on a not-so-level surf, surface, maybe near a gully or a hole, right? They, when they lay down, sometimes they'll stretch their legs out, and by stretching their legs out, they, their shoulders are so tight, they, they tip off the ground. And when they can't touch the ground anymore, they panic. They're afraid, because that's what sheep do. And the more they panic and the more they wave their little hooves, like the more they the center of gravity shifts and they turn on their backs with their four little hooves in the air, waving back and forth. <laughs> Just in a panic. And you listen, this is a real thing. You better hurry up and find them because if they're out there flailing around like a, a tortoise upside down in the desert in August, they'll die of exposure. And that's why shepherds, good shepherds, they don't leave their sheep and they're constantly cowing. And they're recounting, because if they turn their back long enough, all it takes is some sheep just tumble over. Like, what is that, uh, kids growing up, weebles wobble? Well, these sheep, they fall down. And listen, so if you're a sheep, and you are, you should be afraid. You should be very afraid. You should not be afraid. Because Yahweh is my shepherd. And he's a good shepherd, and he is powerful, and he is present. That's the key to living by faith. That's the key to living without fear. And how is it that the shepherd in this psalm shows us how much he cares? How does Yahweh show himself to be a good and powerful and present shepherd and just demonstrate to you and I that He cares for us. The, the first way is He does this by caring for us. He provides, he provides for us, shows that He cares by His provision. That's what it says in verse 1, Yahweh is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down on green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. This shepherd takes us to places that are safe for us, these quiet waters. And the reason they have to be quiet waters, like a a pond or a spring, not running water, is because a sheep is nothing but uh, four broomsticks on a giant sponge. (laughs) And if that giant sponge gets anywhere near running water, it will soak up the water, find itself pulled into the running stream, and he's gone. Doesn't take much. And so he has to be taken to a place that has quiet water. It says that he makes me lie down in green pastures. He forces us to be calm and quiet. And the reason he has to force us is because we are absolutely so fixated on being afraid that we, sometimes we miss the reality that we are in a green pasture in the presence of the good shepherd. And the presence of the good shepherd is singularly the thing that causes sheep to calm down the most. If they can't see the shepherd, they they start running off of cliffs. But but listen, you can still be in the presence of the good shepherd and know that, and still not know where he's taking you is green pastures. And and you'll start you'll you'll come to the point where you you, you'll doubt. And Psalm 23 calls you back. Says you got you have to remember, Yahweh is your shepherd. He's a good shepherd. He has power and he presence and he's brought you to this green pasture. That's how he's providing for you. Have you, ever, have you ever, ever had God make you lie down in a green pasture? Like forced you to go somewhere or do something and, it, and you thought he was wrong and you were afraid, and you were so afraid that you forgot to look up and say, hey, you know what? Maybe this could be a green pasture. Maybe the presence of the good shepherd is right here. It happens. It happened when I graduated from college, I, I was going to, from college to seminary, and I was going to go the, next, the very next fall. I was, worked throughout the summer, and I, I wasn't able to make enough money to, to start school in the fall. And I, had, I, was, I felt trapped. I was living in San Antonio, and the reason I felt trapped is I put all of my eggs in this one basket. I was going to go to seminary. And I cut off all the options that I had in front of me, and this was the plan. I was leaving in August, and, and I missed it. And it wasn't even close. And as the months went by, September, October, it, I went from nervous, I mean, come on, I'm a sheep, uh, to scared, to worried, to devastated. There it is, full depression. Couldn't get out of bed. I'm a sheep. A lot of trouble. Lots of trouble. Just trying to get by day to day. And then the reason this happened is because I was fixated on my worry and my fear, like sheep do. And then one afternoon, in the, in, in the middle of a, of a prayer time, okay, and by prayer time, I mean a time of sulking out loud and telling God that things were hopeless, and I was scared, and why am I here in the first place? I received a call from a girl that I hadn't spoken with in 18 months, and there was no reason for her to call, and it was a little bit Strange that she would call. And she just said, Matt, I was praying this morning and you came to mind and I felt like the Lord was telling me to call you and ask you this. Are you okay? Are you afraid? And I said, yes, I am. And anyway, the conversation goes on and and I hang up and, and I ask you, why the phone call? Why did God talk to some gal that, that would make it very hard for her to call me, and she called me nonetheless, why did she do that? Why did God do that? Because the good shepherd wanted me to know that he was present. I was not stuck in a green pasture. I was made to lie down in the place that he had led me stuck stuck in the green pasture i i was so energized by the fear and worry i forgot to look around to see all the green of the pasture and the presence of the good shepherd the green pasture i stayed home that semester and i had never been protestant before and i was probably going to be protestant and so i was asked to join A church that probably had the single best student ministry, youth ministry in the country. That is the template of the student ministry that we have here at Grace Covenant Church, and has been that for almost 30 years. It was a green pasture. I missed out on some really rapid water because if I'd have gone to seminary that first semester because of some really strange things that happened in the administrative branch of the seminary, it had the highest failout rate of any semester in the history of the school. If I'd have gone, I would have washed out and thought I wasn't supposed to go into ministry. It was a green pasture. It was a smooth water. I missed it. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. And there was this other thing. Because I was working in that church, it ended up leading me at least this ram, to meet a ewe lamb (laughs) named Melinda. (laughs) I am safe because Yahweh is my shepherd, and the good shepherd is strong and he is present. And the other way he shows that he cares is he guides me. He guides you. Now, listen, this is an extremely important aspect of this psalm because there are three major mood changes in this psalm, and here, this is when when it happens. Okay, it's it's a whole different feeling now because he's going much more personal. He's diving deeply into a, a tenderness that you don't see in the first few verses. There is an endearing sense of gratitude that you can see in these sentences in this one sentence that you you wouldn't have seen in the previous three so i'll show you that in a minute i just want you to be looking for it the reading the reason guiding is such a powerful way of showing that god cares for you is because guiding might be the single most important aspect of of shepherding for the care of the soul here's what philip keller says about The importance of guiding. Again, this is a former shepherd, now rancher. He says, casting my mind's eye back over the years that I had kept the sheep, no other single aspect of the ranch operations commanded more of my careful attention than this guiding, moving of the sheep. It literally dominated all of my decisions. Here's why guiding is so important. This is why it's so important to see that that's how the shepherd shows how much he cares for us. Because sheep... Oh goodness sheep! They are notorious of 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 following patterns without changing them regardless of the consequences and so they they will they will walk the same path that they walked before over and over and and literally build a rut that leads to a field that they ate from and now to the roots and now past the roots and they have personally fertilized this, and now it's become toxic, and it will, it will disease them. But you know what? They're going to keep going back just out of habit. Sheep. <laughs> hey, humans, have ever walked a path over and over thinking, oh, but this time it's going to end differently? oh, we're going to have a completely different result now. This trail of destruction that I have tugged into the road here now, and now it's going to be different for some way. And this is the way of the sheep. Let him lead you out of these paths that destroy you. And so let the shepherd guide you. Let the shepherd leave you. For his namesake, by the way, he, what he's doing is he's, he's, he's attaching his reputation to this because it's so important in the way a shepherd guides and leads that you, you, shepherds, you know, they're, everybody's competitive, right, in some respects, and you would know the professionalism and the care of a shepherd by looking at a sheep. Oh, that's one of yours, yeah. Oh, you must be good. You must be very good at guiding that sheep on the right paths. The paths of righteousness, some of your translations say. What that means is, is the good shepherd with all of his knowledge and sovereignty has chosen the direct path for every sheep, the right path, the best path for you. And how does he lead us? He leads us from danger, uh uh-oh, to danger. That's what the passage says. He leads us from the danger that will destroy us, To the danger that restores and strengthens our soul. He leads the sheep through the valley of darkness. He leads the sheep through the valley of darkness to places of suffering and loneliness and isolation. It is just like this great shepherd to lead a whole herd to the Red Sea. Where they have to trust the shepherd and not fixate on their sheepness. Why is that? Why would the shepherd do that? I think um, he leads us to a place of fear and danger and uncertainty because we can learn certain things from uh, green fields. Uh, we can we can gain certain attributes through still waters. But the strongest attributes are achieved by going to places that Jesus went. To become like Christ in all of life, you have to go to places that Christ went. Every place you go, Christ has already been. And there's some places that you and I have yet to go, but we'll need to go there because it's the dark and the narrow and the scary. Those paths, those paths lead us to trusting in God in new ways and becoming like Christ in all of life. That's why the Good Shepherd, in his guidance, is leading us from danger to danger, from danger that could destroy us to dangers that will strengthen us. This is life as a sheep, okay, a guided sheep. There are seasons of green pastures, and there are seasons of dark valley. There are seasons of still water, and there are seasons... Of the valley of death. And he's leading in all of those. I think the other reason that he leads us to these valleys of darkness is because it causes us to get close to him, doesn't it? I mean, when you're in the green pastures, there's acreage, everybody gets to spread out, you know, grab their own lawn, you know, eat all you want, be at a distance, we're good. And then in these valleys of darkness, all the sheep instinctively, this shepherd calls, but they all come running. They move close. They get near him. If they're going to walk along some jagged edge with a waterfall going one way and a cliff on the other, everybody's getting as close as they can. They're going to fight for who gets closest to the good shepherd, right? I mean, can't you just hear some sheep saying, "Uh, I know the good shepherd's uh, favorite song? Uh, Well, really? How would you know that, Hal? Well, because for the last 734 yards, I've been between his legs, and he's had to walk like this because I was not going to leave him. Yeah. And the only way you get to know the Good Shepherd's favorite song is to be that close to him in a very dark time. And that's why David has changed the tone of this song. That's why the song itself, music, it would be changing in its rhythm. It'd be maybe hitting those darker keys. Where, because in first, uh, the, the first three verses, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, right? He, he he's talking. So this, this author, the this sheep, this David, he's talking to you guys. You should meet my shepherd. He's a great shepherd. But now in verse 4, look how it changes when he's in this, this valley filled with fear. He says, even though I walk through the, va- the darkest valley, I fear no evil for you are with me. He changed his audience. He was talking to us, and now he's turned his back, and he's talking to the shepherd. I don't fear when I'm in the valley because you're with me. You are with me. And it, it, he is. It's the, the, the tenderness and intimacy has increased exponentially because he's recalling those times. And, friends, if you do a survey of, of saints in the Bible or otherwise, you're going to find this. You're going to find that they all walked through this valley of darkness, and they grew close to the Lord. And so if it's Joseph and it's time in the prison in Egypt, it was the right path for him. If it's David running in the caves of Adalon, that was a righteous way. It was the shortest distance. Daniel lost his family and was exiled to Babylon. That was the only path to have him lead four countries. And Esther, stolen and forced to be queen of a madman, We wouldn't be having a camp about Esther if that wouldn't have happened. You can't get that courage on a green pasture. And as different as all these stories are, as unique as every single one goes, all these saints will tell you two things that they have in common. One, they were afraid. They were very afraid. These saints, they're sheep. Ma. <laughs> and two they would thank the good shepherd for taking them down that path for guiding them through the valley of darkness because they became like Christ in all of life because they could, they could, they could see his presence and his power in that context and it revolutionized their soul Yahweh is my shepherd. And so I'm safe. That's the theme of Psalm 23, right? He's a good shepherd. And he's powerful, and he's present. I think, I think, this, I, I think this is a significant moment in every Christian life. It's repeated, but there's, there's this one time that starts it all, where a person has to come to a conviction that hardship and adversity is part of the Christian life, and that's okay. And when you pray this prayer, put your own words to it. It's a simple prayer. It's all about the sincerity of it, but it's like, God, I am afraid that's all I do is be afraid, and I act out by wanting to have friends and needing friends, or I act out by taking control and losing friends because of that. And I just all—it seems like all i, I know what to, do, all I know how to do is to be afraid. But, but here's what I'm doing now. From now, I understand that this valley of darkness is, is the path that you lead me to and you are still a good shepherd, and I'm just going to resolve this. I'll go anywhere you want to go to become who I was meant to be so that you might restore my soul. You are a good shepherd. You are with me, and you are powerful. If you can pray that prayer with sincerity, in any words you can, you're going to find yourself with a peace and a calm and a quiet because you've taken your eyes off your sheepness, and now you're focusing on the goodness of the shepherd, the power of the shepherd, the presence of the shepherd. You have to remember this. This is the theme. I am safe because Yahweh is my shepherd. He is powerful, and he is present. I ran out of time preparing this sermon. I need another day. I'm going I'm to give you what I have for my conclusion. Okay, I'm not proud of it, but I was going to interview a sheep. And I kind of used up all my prop money on these two props, and then I was going to bring a sock puppet, and I thought that would look goofy, but I think it's still worth keeping, so just, you know, man, Monday this would be really good. An interview with a smart sheep. That's what I'm calling my conclusion. interview with a brave sheep. All right? That's what's happening right now. I'm going to interview a brave sheep. but just don't have the sheep, okay? So we're going to learn something. Maybe. So you're a sheep. Yep. Bah. You don't, you don't look very afraid. Yeah. I used to be afraid. I was compulsively afraid. I was addicted to fear. Oh, what I have done in my relationships with my mate, my children are afraid to talk to me and, and catch up with me. I've pretty much ruined work relationships. I was compulsive at work. I would work 70 hours. I would put hope in that cause effect sort of thing or in the reward for that. I was hoping in my ability to control. Oh, I, I've been afraid. I know how to do fear. Well, But not now. What's happened now? Well, here's the thing. I uh, found myself on an auction block, and the good shepherd, he paid with his life for me, and he pulled me off that block. What was left of me, and he got his razor and he and he notched my ear, and he put his mark on me, and I realized I belong to him. He owns me, and it wasn't easy. I just had to keep my eyes on him, and I had to learn about his goodness. It took years. I had to learn about his goodness. I had to learn about his power. And he would keep looking down at me, and he would say, I will never leave you. <laughs> I will never forsake you. Do you know why it says that, by the way, in every dispensation in the Bible? Every one of them, it says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Do you know why it says that? Because it's true. Back to the sheep, okay? He says, that's where my courage comes from, right there, the shepherd. He literally laid down his life for me, the sheep. And so this, every time I I become afraid now, every time I'm afraid now, I realized I know why I'm afraid. Okay, listen, this is the good part of this story illustration, okay, right here. So listen now, okay? Now I know why I'm afraid. It proves that the problem isn't the problem. The problem isn't the danger I'm in. The problem isn't my inability to control my passions. The problem isn't the circumstances that I'm in. I'm a sheep, for goodness sake. I worry. I'm afraid. That's what I do. Well, what can I do about my circumstances, my soul, my, my, my danger? What, like, Here's what I do. I, I roll over on my back with my hooves up in the ground. The problem isn't the problem. The problem is that I'm meditating on the fear. And when I realized that every time I'm afraid, it's because I'm not focusing on the goodness of the shepherd. I attached like a thing in my soul, and every time I feel fear now, I go, because you're not looking at the shepherd. You're not meditating on the goodness of him. You're meditating, mumbling. You're compulsing about all the circumstances that you little sheep can't do anything about. Stop being a stupid sheep and be a smart sheep. And so now, every time, I'm afraid. It's lasting shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. I just go, I'm not going to focus on that. I'm going to focus on what Psalm 23 told me to remember, that Yahweh is my shepherd and I shall not want because he's a good shepherd. He's powerful. And he is always present. Any of you sheep want to learn how to live without fear? This is how. Let's pray. Yahweh is my shepherd. I shall not want. He is a good shepherd. Lord, I'd ask that your spirit would remind us, you would wire our souls so that when we are afraid, we realize and understand that the problem isn't the problem, the problem is the focus. We're being sheep, dumb sheep. Make us smart sheep. Help us meditate on your goodness, your power, your presence. You're a good shepherd. Lord, I'd ask that you would remind us of that every time. For your namesake, that we would thank you for wherever you lead us. We'd be grateful that we get to be called yours. We would brag about you being our shepherd. We live with your mark. Lord Jesus, we are grateful for the cost that you paid, that we might have the spirit living with us. And that spirit would not be a spirit of timidity or fear, but of boldness and courage, because you are a great shepherd. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.